now before you say I want to skip ahead because you want the dish on how to make your content too good to turn away from, please listen to everything because I'm dedicating this entire message to telling you what you didn't know you needed to know about creating content from start to finish. You are listening to the Smoking Profit Podcast with your hosts Dante and Lola who are here and ready to resource you spiritually, creatively, and socially so that you can live life and live life better so that you can do life and do life better with inspiration that is actionable kick back and listen because your life is about to be transformed first let's start with is it a real job a few years back while at an event networking someone asked me what do you do With full confidence, I spouted off, I'm a content creator. Needless to say, they were not impressed. There were no oohs of excitement or that's great as a follow-up. Instead, I was asked another question. What do you do? Yep, they asked me the same question again. I thought, okay, no problem, no sweat. Maybe they didn't hear me the first time. We're in a room, a lot of people are talking. That's okay, I'll just repeat it. So I turned back to them and slow down to say, I'm a content creator. I create content. Then I added, I have a blog and podcast. At this point, the person looked at me so confused and honestly a bit frustrated. And yep, you guessed it. They asked me again, this time saying, but what do you do? I'll be honest, that day didn't make me feel proud at all. I felt bad. Like I hadn't spoken clearly and anyone who knows me personally knows that I pride myself on communicating very, very well. To make matters worse, I'd just gotten off a panel lending advice about creating content and I was up here failing talking about it in real life. Okay, so I'm being a bit dramatic, but that's how I felt at the time for at least five minutes or so. Then it hit me. I didn't do anything wrong. I explained my position as a content creator in front of an audience in which this person had a front row view. Then I addressed the same person one-on-one. Their frustration proved their lack of understanding and recognition of the role. Thankfully, the number of content creators is rapidly rising, which means I have a lot less explaining to do. And if you're looking to head down this path, so do you. So here's what a content creator is in 10 words. A content creator is someone who creates or curates content. Now, I create and produce original content for myself and others. I also curate content. More specifically, I'm a writer. I write and edit. I'm an artist. I draw, paint, and make typography that inspires community. I'm a video creator. I write scenes, create storyboards, and master final cuts. I'm a podcaster. I write podcast outlines, show notes, and edit them like a pro. Whew, that was a lot. But enough about me. I'm here to help you carve out your niche and path as a content creator. So for you, you may be someone who creates content, or you may be someone that curates content. But let's talk about what content is for a minute. Content is information and communication. It includes visual, audio, and text publications like videos, graphics, blogs, tweets, 
social media captions, and so much more. That's a lot, right? And it's not limited to that. As a content creator, you can make original content for yourself. You can curate content that already exists, or you can combine a mix of created and curated content. Now, before you work on creating, curating, and combining a mix of irresistibly good content, let's talk about five content category types that you may find yourself falling under or starting out with. So this is my personal list. The first one is entertainment. Entertainment content creators like to bring joy. Examples include comedians, opinion podcasts, reaction videos, and more. REL and DOTV is an entertainment platform formed by two entertainment content creators, Terrell McCaskill and Dion Howard. You can find them on YouTube, Instagram, and even Facebook. All right, so the second content category is inspirational. Inspirational content creators like to inspire. Examples include your favorite preacher, motivational gurus, and self-help aficionados. Dr. Alexis McClinton, formerly Mastin, has an inspirational platform. She has a group of women called Her Single Diaries. She has all things her, a bunch of stuff to help inspire people, right? I Need a Word and Tron Moses Archives are two more examples. The creators behind these visions are inspirational content creators. The third category you might find yourself falling under is educational. Educational content creators like to teach. They like to educate. Examples include educational podcasts like mine, the one you're listening to now, The Smoking Prophet. I inspire, but I inspire people into action. I really like to educate people by giving them actionable inspiration so that they can profit more in life. Informational is another category you can fall under. Informational content creators like to inform. Examples include the news and even gossip bloggers. TMZ, Wendy Williams, and The Breakfast Club are all informational platforms. And the last category that I have on my list is lifestyle content creators or life casters. These are creators that like to share content centered around and inspired by someone's life. It can be your own life or someone else's. Sophia Ruffin creates lifestyle content for her YouTube channel, and her content is inspired by her life's travels and her feminine journey. Some lifestyle content creators share content around their favorite celebrities or even themes like black love. Have you decided which one you want to start with or maybe even a combination of the two? Don't worry if you don't have it yet. You'll get it by the end of this broadcast. Let's move into the next thing. Here's what you've been waiting for. Now, once you decide what type of content creator you want to be, you're ready to make your content irresistible. Now, I have one key to creating engaging and shareable content, and this is this one thing, usefulness. Usefulness is what makes your content irresistible. Okay, so you're probably thinking, Lola, I need a bit more direction than that. No worries, I've got you. Here are five actionable ways to make your content useful. First, pick a content theme. Picking a content theme helps your followers to trace your value, which is my way of saying it makes it easier for them to understand why they follow you and it justifies why they should make time for your content. 
We know that time is a commodity that none of us can get back. So people don't just want to pass off their time to you easily, especially when their lives already seem so full. You need to help your viewers and your followers and your listeners see why they listen to you and why they should listen to you and why they should make time for you. When your followers can trace your value, it helps them to see you as a trusted source or expert. Then this will happen. When your audience thinks about you, they will think about the theme that you're always talking about. When your audience thinks about that theme, they will begin to think about you. The next thing is create content that is relevant and solves problems. Your content needs to be relevant. Let's talk about this first part. If you're entertaining your audience, focus on what they like. If your goal is to inspire your audience, then address what they are dealing with or facing. If you're an educator, answer the questions they have or will have in the near future. If you're informing, be reliable, trustworthy, and fast responding with news and updates. If you're sharing your life as a life caster, help your audience believe your experience can become theirs too. Do you get it? Great. Here's the next part. Your content needs to solve problems and not just any problems. The content you make should regularly address your audience's pain points or problems that your listeners are going to be dealing with or that they're constantly dealing with. To do this, look at your content theme and think about what problems exist around it. As your audience grows individually, so will your following. Why? Because people love to share things that help them, okay? The third thing is going to be pick the feeling you want your audience to have. Your content needs to invoke emotion. This is ever so important for all of us to do. If you all hadn't noticed, even your local bank, they're doing things to invoke an emotion in you. Invoke things like peace and security and peace of mind, quality of life. Everything that they're doing is to help push a feeling on you. Now, once you decide how you want your audience to feel, whether it's joy, whether it's peace, whether it's hope, whatever it is, convey that feeling in everything you make, including on your social media pages, in your blogs, your videos, and through your emails. That feeling needs to be the underlying tone of your brand and relate to your audience even when you don't speak it. If you capture your audience's heart through emotions, they will follow you. All right, number four, be committed to learning with your audience. Your content should not just recycle old information. Yes, some things are timeless, but you need to be introducing your audience slowly to new concepts and new ideas. Now, I wouldn't advise you to just always give them something new. Nostalgia is a great way to engage your audience. They like to feel like they're already familiar with something that you have, but you do have to introduce strategically new ideas to your audience. They will perk up when they hear something new. Everyone likes to hear new information, just not new information all the time, okay? <laughs> so give your audience information that hasn't been heard before or either spin old information in a new way. Now, this last one has got to be my favorite and it's a secret that I actually don't share with everyone, but I'm gonna share it with you all. Learn to be intuitive. This is a major key to making your content irresistible. Create content that your audience doesn't necessarily know they need. Get ahead of their pain points or problems that they may have. Think about future issues. Identify trends early and talk about them. 
dedicate time to thinking about and strategizing about what questions your peers are not answering so that you can answer them. If you go the extra mile with your content in this area, your listeners will go the extra mile for you. Was that awesome or what? Okay, so at this point, you should be fully ready to go. I'm going to drop some additional resources for you in today's episode description. So you've got to check it out and look there. Also, make sure you stay subscribed to the podcast. I got something coming up for you all about finding your audience's pain points. Because I know that as I'm talking about that, you're probably thinking like, well, how do I figure out our pain points? I'm going to tell you. It's going to be coming up. Make sure you stay subscribed so that you can get that stuff when it comes out. Bye.